Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And everyone in R-E-L-A-X, Aaron Rodgers throws for four TDs. Look at that. He didn't forget how to play football. Aaron Jones with three TDs in the air, one on the ground. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and the ESPN app. All right. You know, Key, when you're the singer, you just put the arm out like this when you wave it across the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would be if I was a singer. Yeah, I'm curious. What kind of moves would you have? Because you're kind of like, you stand still, you know, but you'd be singing the vibes. But when you get into it, you get into it, though. I was on Dancing with the Stars. So I think, yes. I, can, I, think, I, can, I, think I can move a little bit. <laughs> well, we need to bring that video back sooner or later. <laughs> well, I we mean, need to bring I, that video I back. I think I can move. How did you do on Dancing with the Stars? I was removed uh, early. <laughs> um, but, but as I often tell individuals, is that when you're removed early, people know. And when you're removed late, people know. Mm. Not you don't get knocked in out in the middle. Not in the middle. Not in the middle. Because you wouldn't have known me if I got knocked in the middle. Because guess what? You knew I got kicked off. In the beginning, it takes guts to do that. I gotta <laughs> take my hat off. To but you. as I, it, it, it kills me that you will find a narrative to build into something great. Well, my you kids know? though, they, <laughs> well, they, yeah, they Bill, yeah. the science nigh guy, or whatever his name is, he beat you. Bill Nye, the science yeah, guy. Yeah, my yeah. kids. You know, they. Yeah. they he knew just, the formula. They put the they put their <laughs> they put their hand up at me and say, you know, because I was I was dancing with the stars. My daughter's a dancer. And I'm like, I'm the only professional dancer in this house. Mm. And they always remind me, build science guy, got you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. Rogers got the formula too last night, apparently, huh? Oh, God, Jay. That was the worst segue. I cannot believe you just It was that. A, a, a for effort. Yeah, a for effort. Bump, it bump, was out bump. there. He kept talking. I missed my timing. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of the Damn show. I mean, look, look, did anyone really think <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers forgot how to play yes, football? a lot of people. Oh, no, come on. I took that line you, last did, night. People really thought he forgot how to play football in one offseason? Well, clearly they did because we have people on our show. We've had people in the public make comments about Aaron Rodgers not living up to his side of the bargain. He wanted all. He wanted everything, and he got everything, and look what he did, and this, 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 and this. Like, how could you – you got to be blind, stupid, and dumb to think that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to rebound against the Detroit Lions and do exactly what he did last night. I just want to make sure that we're clarifying it was versus – the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Well, it and it's a, it's, a, it's a bounce back game. I get it. Like I said, it's always favorable when you see a team like Detroit. You know, and Detroit came out in the first half and they did their thing, but he felt like the defense stepped up second half. And Aaron Rodgers, that 50 yard bomb he threw to Devontae Adams. That was God, a thing of beauty. Damn, that ball was pretty, man. I, I kept thinking the whole time watching, I was like, if Key only had a quarterback like that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those days are over. So I can't think about things that woulda, shoulda, coulda. But you know, you get enamored on the the, the fifty yard bomb, right? Because it just it dropped in the bread basket right over the right shoulder. It was just like, Chomp! but that's not the beauty of. I sound like Aaron Rodgers, huh? Mm-hmm. That's not the beauty of the quarterback position and what they do. The beauty of that is catching, throwing the ball to receivers when they don't have to turn around, stop. They just catch it. It's like a handoff. On their steps. Mm-hmm. And they're moving forward. He doesn't slow anybody down. He'd get out the two-by-two two check down to Aaron Jones, come out of the backfield, bam, bam, on the backer to the left, 
boom, catches it, runs into That's a hard throw because it could be behind the dude, slowing down. It could be in the ground. It could be too far in front of him, too high just to twist him a little bit and slow him down. Aaron Rodgers zipped it to tie it in on the seam route. He put it right over the ear of the defender right in the breadbasket. That's the beauty. That's the yak comes from, like, the yards after Absolutely. catch. Absolutely. So many times a guy looks like he has a good completion percentage. Dude has to wait. Dude has to come back to the ball. Of course, now the defender is on you. Yeah, but not with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, every pass he throws like a damn handoff. I'm going to tell you something, too. Yeah. You know, there's certain the players in basketball, when they shoot the ball, you sit there and you watch the rotation, like Ray yeah. Allen, right? You just you give I get mesmerized by his throws, man. Yeah. His passes just hit those seams. He's like, that's pretty, man. It was, so what's the big takeaway from last night's game for you, Key? In the whole game? Yeah. Not the Green yeah. Bay side? Because yeah, yeah. I, I was told, don't mention Detroit. You can talk about what you want. License uh, to talk about No, I, I was told don't mention Detroit. I'm going to mention it really quickly. I'm just going to go against the grain. What else is new? Um, Jared Goff, man. Like, I see why Sean Buffet was like, mm. you're going to get me fired. Uh-huh. You're going to get Dan Campbell fired. Like, it just, I, they're not a good team, but he just, man, come on, Jared. I was yeah. pulling for you. McVay had me fooled on Jared Goff for a minute. God. He but, did handle himself well uh, in that little interview he did. Like, he didn't throw any shade on the Rams. You know, they sit there and talked about for the fact that he'd had no, zero communication from the time the season ended, zero communication from Les Snead and Sean McVay, didn't throw shade at them. It seemed like in the first half, things were working out in their favor, right? Run, 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 make pass plays. Jay. I understand. I'm just trying to be positive here, I didn't want to talk about Detroit. I just wanted to mention him. (laughs) That's it. All right. Now we're going to move on. Detroit Snake Bit is an organization. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers. Now we're moving on to Aaron Rodgers. You say, what did I see? The same guy that I've always seen. Yeah. Not the guy that played against the New Orleans Saints. And I think Aaron Rodgers has gotten everybody – kind of focused in on what he could potentially do based on his offseason and what he did in the summertime and coming back into the team and all the little tit-for-tat, petty stuff that went on in the offseason. But this team, if they don't fix the defense, this team is not going very far. It won't be because of Aaron Rodgers. This is the whole thing to me. My take, my, The big takeaway is forget about the fact they scored three points week one. They gave up 30-something. And they gave up 17 in the first half. Second half, Green Bay played defense for the first time this season. They yeah, won the but, game. But, but Detroit played no offense either in the second exactly. half. Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, but, but that, that doesn't have something to do with the defense. Yeah, but Detroit, there, there was some, some opportunities there. Detroit just didn't cash in on them. So the Saints beat down the Packers, and the Saints have a clunker on the road versus the Panthers and get beat down by the Panthers. And now we're watching the Packers – beat up on a Detroit team that had a comeback versus the 49ers, but the 49ers just took their foot off the gas in the second half, to be frank with you. I, I, I don't feel like we'll get a true gauge of who the Packers are. You talk about defensively, Max, and also Aaron Rodgers to that next degree until we see them on the road versus Kyle Shanahan, a team that actually made the call to try to see what's up with Aaron Rodgers. If there's somebody offensively that can game plan to go against Aaron Rodgers in this squad, it'll be the 49ers. Well, the offensive side of the ball for Green Bay is not the problem. It's the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Joe Barry and his defense being able to stop when they get the stops when they need it to get the ball back to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. If they can do that, then this team can make a strong run, um, you know, a strong playoff run. But if they can't fix this defense, then they might as well cancel Christmas. Here's Aaron, 100%. Here's Aaron Rodgers uh, on – 
<laughs> his reaction, like he remember people saying he didn't look like he cared last week. Uh, here's his reaction after the games. I just think people like to say a lot of, and it's nice to come back in here after a game like that. Did the national conversation your cue over the past week? Did it, did it bother you? Obviously, you were aware of what was being said about caring. I'm aware of it because of of Tom. Tom keeps me aware of these things. I, I think that there's even more now than when I started playing. There's so many overreactions that happen on a week-to-week basis. So it's nice to to come out and have a good performance and get the trolls off our back for at least a week. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Yeah, Jay Kellerman. He talking Jay to y'all. Kellerman? Yeah, he's talking to y'all. What are you talking about? He ain't talking to me, the trolls. Man. I, mean, I didn't troll Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I, I love we act like he just beat the Rams. Like, it's not like he beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll, we'll find out soon. But, but, it's, but, like, it's, but it's not he, even. He it's always, it's the defense. It is the defense. That's the issue on this team. Do defense. they have a defense, yes or no? Not right now. If they get a defense this season, they can contend. If they don't, they won't. They'll get no, to the playoffs won't. on Aaron Rodgers, but that's it. But Aaron Rodgers was 22 or 27, man. For two fifty-five oh, and four monies, yeah. that's pretty damn good football for him. We start the day with the Packers bounce back win on Monday Night Football. Start the day is brought to you by Indeed, high speed to quality candidates. Visit Indeed.com/slash/credit. Cowboys started the season one and one after their kicker bailed them out. So Key will tell you if he trusts their coach mm. to deliver a Super Bowl. That's after Jay has this. My favorite read. Pay attention. Does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? As for me, there's no need to keep putting it off because RumbleOn.com makes selling easy. Listen up. You have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. Trade in or sell, RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. So visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, to get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. As the course of the season goes on, you'll see a somewhat of a two-headed monster backfield. And then when it when it gets down to it, come playoff time, Zeke will be the full back that'll be toting the rock. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. in there, baby. Uh. Mm. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Cowboys 1-1 one one now. Cowboys. After they beat the Chargers. Yay. By the way, Keyshawn, J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Happy to have um, you back, Max. Oh, Happy to have you to back, back, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. On what happened at the end of the game, uh, there were all kinds of clock management issues, and Zerline, the kicker, bailed him out when he hit the field goal. But what happened at the end of that game, Coach? You know, the crew in the box, we were anticipating them calling a timeout there. Um, so, um, but then we had to. One of our guys went outside the numbers, and so at that point, we you know we got to this 17 second threshold, and, and that's when the. Uh, I've just never seen that happen. The clock, the clock that I was looking at went out, and then Kellen was blocked by the clock. He said he was looking at. It. Next thing you know, there's nine seconds left. So, but we got it done. All right, Key. What do you think about? Um, first of all, it's bizarre, right? The a head coach. I haven't heard of this before. Head coach 
The clock goes out. The clock he's looking at, it goes out. So he's relying on his OC, whose vision is blocked on another clock by a camera guy. And then there's an extra dude on the field. And so they wind up kicking a 56-yard field goal. By the way, a kicker who missed three kicks week one, right? And, it, and it's good. But what, have you ever seen something like that before, Key? What's your take on it? I haven't seen – oh, I've seen things like players, extra players on the field. I've seen bad clock management but not collectively in one game together on one particular down or play. Um, they made the field goal, man. What's the right. problem? Like, at the end of the day. Because if they would, if they hadn't. Because well, they're what, the Cowboys. What, as, I, as I always like to say, both my parents was white, I'd be white. But guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm black because they was black. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. They made the damn field goal. So why are we trying to pick it apart it, oh, bad clock management. It, the man just explained to us that his vision, his assistant coach vision was blocked, so he couldn't tell exactly what the clock said. His clock went completely out, so he didn't know, and they had an extra person on the field. So the extra person on the field, whoever is the substitution guy, that responsibility falls on him. doesn't fall on the head coach. It uh, falls on his assistant coach who handles personnel. I mean, that, that makes sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. But what I always go back to is I don't see this happening, or maybe I just don't remember seeing it happening, with the Patriots. I always go back to, like, Belichick. Why is it that that never seems to happen to him, but it happens to other coaches? Well, that's, you know, it's just bad luck. I don't know. Luck is the residue of design. Is this a commentary on McCarthy to you? Be- Be- Belichick uh, is the bad example. <laughs> I, I, I think it happens. I, the, the interesting aspect, yes, they won the game. For me, though, is, you know, when you revisit moments like that, it reminds me as a player, right, as a player for Coach K at times in my life, where we would win the game by 20 or 30, but you go back and you watch tape, and I get hit by a screen, and I know the screen is coming. Coach is like, why are you getting hit by the screen? Like, well, what happened was, and, you know, well, he hooked me or he got me. It's like, I feel like sometimes when you start hearing excuses about something, even though they're giving you practical reasoning behind it, you're like, why are you telling me excuses? Just what, say, What would Coach K tell you? Just, just say, hey, we had poor game management. There are a series of things that happened. We had poor, poor game management down the block. Or just, just own the fact that you didn't get over the screen. Or own the fact that you died on the screen. Just get over the damn screen. So it, it's something small key. I, I, I hear what you're saying. They won the game. But we know we're going to take everything small that happens with the Dallas Cowboys and blow it out of proportion. They're the Cowboys. And, and, why, and key, why is it a bad example, Belichick? I'm curious. Well, the, the reason it's a bad example is because Belichick didn't get all the calls. That's so if, but, before, if, if Tom Brady turned around and looked at the ref, they, are you okay, Tom? Throw the flag. I mean, it's right. just no matter what. That's, that's a product that's, of success. Yes, that yeah. is correct. So do you trust Mike McCarthy as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, why wouldn't you? What, what is there not to trust? I mean, he's gotten them turned around. They could have, should have possibly beat the Super Bowl champions at their home on Thursday night two weeks ago, and they went to Los Angeles shorthanded and took care of business against the Chargers that we all think is going to be contending in the AFC West with a young quarterback in Herbert, and they won the damn game. Yeah, I mean, they were they in two games. They made the adjustment from, like I said a week ago, in order for them to win the game, the running game has to come alive. They went into San Diego, or L.A. better yet, and ran the ball with Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard. Zeke had 16 carries for whatever, 70-some yards. Pollard had whatever for 100-plus. You combine that, they had 200 yards on the ground rushing. 
Why, why wouldn't you trust? They, they've trust had, what, what does trust mean, Max? Well, like they've trust had, to win a Super Bowl or trust to get the Dallas Cowboys to their pinnacle they, talent-wise? They've had two games against two good teams, and they were competitive in both, and they're in one and one. In both, are they? Do you trust them to make a Super Bowl run this year? Could they make? Could they win playoffs? In games? other words, here's what I would say: Are they going to win the division? Yes. So once you win the division, you're now going to make a run to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So let's start with winning the division. They're going to win this division. They're going to win the division. All right. Dallas Cowboys, mark it down. I said it. They're going to win the division. And once they get into the playoffs, all bets are off for everybody. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. By the way, you can find out where uh, the Cowboys rank in Key's real rankings at 730. And we're asking Ooh. at Key J and Max on Twitter, which 2-0 and team is overhyped? And which 2-0 team is underrated? Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Um, all right. What was most uh, – Mike McCarthy, by the way, for what it's worth, I – I don't trust him in, the, in this sense. I felt like he was the biggest name they could find that wouldn't push back against Jerry, wouldn't take the spotlight from Jerry. I'm, I'm not saying he's not an incompetent coach or anything. He can coach him up and all that stuff. But to me, the hire was flawed because that was the point. Let's bring in a name brand who won't push back. Let me ask you something. What, when you, and, and, and I'm, I'm curious to know, when you say push back against Jerry, what do, you, what do you think that it is that Jerry does? I think that Jerry wants a guy who in success won't get the credit and who if he, wants, if he makes a decision as a GM or he and his son make a decision as a GM and the coach may not like it, the coach will go along and the coach will say what they want to say in the media or at least not, not uh, give resistance to it. I think big personalities and big egos. Jimmy Johnson. Obviously Jimmy Johnson who's still not in the ring of honor, by the way, no matter what Jerry says, still not there. It's not a hard thing to do to get done. Bill Parcells, I don't think those kinds of personalities will last long in Dallas. And so the, the tip to me, Key, was they started selling him on analytics. Remember when they hired him? Oh, he, he didn't understand analytics, so the game had passed by. Now he gets it. That didn't sound right to me. It's not like people see, were banging see, down his door. See, I, I disagree with you on that, Max, because there's this – narrative about Jerry Jones and his family about how they operate the Cowboys and getting in the way. And they don't. And I, and and I keep trying to knock people in the head to get them to understand. Stop selling that. All right. I want to hear. They don't. Okay. I want to hear all about this. I want to hear all about this. We have to pay some bills. We're going to get back to this for sure. He says, Jerry Jones and the Jones family does not get in the way. That's a false media narrative. Um, He also says the media thinks they're entitled to too much. Find out oh. why now after Key has this from Granger. That is correct. You think you know everything and you want everything as a media guy there. Uh, for, all, what? For, the, <laughs> for all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers su- supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you Keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just, you know, Jay, pull up and simply stop by.
It was crazy. I mean, you, you're constantly told, you know, be ready. You you never know what may happen, and uh, it, it, it happened. With Justin, he's probably further alone than we thought at this point right now. He's worked really, really hard to get to this point. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. I oh. cheated him on that. I gave him 13. He has 16 carries. I shortened him three. This is Sorry, Keyshawn, Jay Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport District, the Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Key, you said something before the break. During the break, you just brought up This Week in Baseball. You talked about Johnny Petch. It was my favorite show as a yeah, kid. I used to watch This Week in Baseball. <clears throat> yeah, Ozzie Smith, Web Gems. Boy, I waited all week this for week those. In, this Week in Baseball was fun. So fun. Uh, Key, but you said Dodgers something. Dodgers are playing well. <laughs> you said no, something before the break no, about the Cowboys you were hiring Mark, Ma- Mike McCarthy. I brought up the, uh, the, the tried and true, or maybe not so true, narrative that Jerry, Jerry Jones interferes. And you said the whole narrative of the Jones family interfering is nonsense. It, it really truly is, to be honest with you. I mean, they allow the coaches to coach. That's what they do. And as a general manager, they then, as y'all would like to say, caucus. With the coaching staff, and, and and communicate about what goes on caucus, with the with the caucus. roster and things of that nature, but there's always been this. Jerry gets involved and he's meddling, and it's like that's not true, that's not true at all. He's not calling plays. He's not telling them what defensive sets no. to run. I don't, that, I don't think that's I don't think that's it's almost like a Mark Cuban type thing, right? Like where the owners have such big personalities. He's not getting in, in play calling, but he is involved, right? Like he's, he's the, heavily he, involved as opposed to the, other owners. Gen, he's the general manager of a football team along with his kids. that know, They know football. They actually know football. Uh, uh, when you think of the players that they've selected and traded for and things of that nature, They've built some pretty good rosters in uh, selecting players and doing those sort of things. I would put them high average. I would say, like, if you win eight, eight and a half games a year year for, like, ten years. That's coaching, though. That's not the – But they hire the coach. But that's coaching. Do you know how many Hall of Famers or borderline Hall of Famers that they've either drafted or got through free agents? Oh, but time out. They've identified talent. Identifying talent is one thing. Yes. But if, as the GM, you're really – performance of the team includes coaching staff all those yeah things. you got but but you have to think about from the time he uh, bought the team to picking jimmy johnson to winning the championship to identifying barry switzer which the team coached themselves to another super bowl yeah. barry switzer was there just hanging out right once he fired and, jimmy johnson that yeah, was it, it was, it, was mm-hmm. it was pretty good but then you look at how they decided to stay internal over those years with the coaches then they went out and got bill Bill was there doing whatever, turning the team, trying to get the organization going in the right direction. Philosophy-wise, he didn't see eye-to-eye with Jerry. At some point, he decided, eh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. They bring in Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips got him going to a degree till the noise got stale. J- Jason Garrett stayed there forever. Why Jason Garrett stayed there forever, none of us will really know other than he has a relationship with him, and they just didn't want to put him okay, on the street. that's what th- – look. But that's, that's – I can't argue that the, the job the GMs do, who are the Jones family, right, is solid. I wouldn't say it's spectacular overall, but it's solid. That's one of the problems. When you are going to be the GM no matter what, like, okay. But who do you but, go get, though? You, you, you can't up- hire Sean Payton even though you tried because Sean Payton didn't want to come. He's chilling. He's like, oh, I knew all this is getting ready to give me $12 million a year. I'm staying in New Orleans. I, I would say this. The Parcells thing to me 
and the Jimmy Johnson thing, I connect dots. I think a lot of people do. When it's a big personality Mm -hmm. that's going to take some shine away from Jerry, that's a problem. When it's a guy who's going to be not kind of more nondescript in success and Jerry gets the shine, that's who they gravitate toward. And I think that that's, that's the narrative, really. Well, Jerry, it doesn't mean that you can't win that way, though, right? No, but they haven't in 25 years. But they haven't had the right. They haven't had the right coach, is what I would say. Would you say that Jason Garrett sticking around so long had to do with Jerry wanting to be right about his choice? I don't know if it was a relationship driven that kept him around, or they felt like he was genuinely doing a good job. You know, sometimes owners and general managers feel like. He's really doing a good job. He's, it's going to turn eventually. It's going to turn. I can't keep switching out coaches every three years just because we got there and we didn't get over the hump. We got there. And we got, Because now you keep putting yourself back behind the eight ball. You want to get forward. You want to move forward. Stability. You don't want to keep, yeah. well, keep just every three years firing and hiring, firing and hiring. Well, well I was going to say that's exactly the point. I actually appreciate that. We talked about this with Duke basketball. I mean, Coach K never gets past his, what, third year? when he loses back-to-back 17-game seasons, unless he has a guy like Tom Butters, the athletic director, who decides this is our guy, we're going to stick with him for a Tune minute. Tune out the media. Where there have been nine head coaches, there's something like nine head coaches in the history of the Dallas Cowboys organization. I actually appreciate that because you can't just turn around the ship yeah, in one day. It takes a minute to everybody, get your culture set. Lincoln Riley is right up the street. They should go get Lincoln Really? Just why? Because Lincoln Riley wins 10 games a year at Oklahoma, beating up on – on Oklahoma State, year in and year out, Kansas and Kansas. So now all of a sudden we're supposed to just go get Lincoln Riley and they should just hire him because he's the greatest mind in the world. That's what I say. Everybody, it's like, come on, man, stop. Yeah, because we're, we're fixing the car, right, uh-huh. from you know a bird's eye view. Like We're not in the trenches every single day. I mean, the organization I think of that really fits the bill what, to what you guys are describing, the Steelers. Steelers hire a coach. They leave him alone forever. They're competitive year in and year out. And sometimes – they win the Super Bowl. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. There are yes. a lot of teams. Yep. Yes, you'll take a Super Bowl once every eight years. Oh, eight right? years? Or whatever. Hell yeah. However long it's once been. Once every eight years. What has been about probably a little bit longer yeah, for Mike T, right? Well, we got to move on. I'll just say this. <laughs> Jerry Jones knew how to fix things where early on he spearheads the campaign for a salary cap. Soon as they get it, right, soon as they get it, he signs Deion Sanders. Everyone's like, hold up, how'd you do that? Well, we prorated the bonus. He had a little trick that resulted in Super Bowls, and when people caught on, he hasn't won since then. We well, got to hire the right dude, though, man. Yeah, you do. Keyshawn, and, I think, and I think he got him in Mike McCarthy. I do. Keyshawn, mm. J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Barbasol. Feeling great starts with a great shave, and great shaves start with Barbasol Shaving Cream. That's Barbasol Shaving Cream, an American classic for over 100 years. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. Quarterback conversation continues in Chicago, and this time Matt Nagy is under fire for other reasons. Got an update on Andy Dalton. We have a little back and forth on Andy Dalton we want to play for you. Going to react to this. Goodness. This is, you know, you're, you're, all, Jay, is already, Jay is already ready to run Matt Nagy out of town. A lot of people are, and I have kind of more of a Keyshawn take on this. And Keyshawn, we're going to get your take. David Kaplan is on the line right now. The Capster. What up, Cap? What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing this morning? 
What the hell happened yesterday, Cap? Can you, can you well, talk before me we, I'm sorry. Before Go we ahead, get Max. there, Jay, let's play yes. the sound so David can react and we can react. Here is Matt Nagy at the, at the Bears press conference after the game, an update on Andy Dalton. As far as the quarterback situation with Andy, he's still working through all his results right now and going through that. So we'll know more later on tonight with him. So there's no ACL. We felt that yesterday, like I said, uh, but I appreciate his toughness and I thought he was playing really well. If Andy's healthy, is he your starter? If Andy is healthy, is he your starter? Uh, that's something that I'm not going to get into with scheme. That's not scheme. Of, cor- of course it is. That, that's, that's 100% scheme, Brad. That's 100% scheme. Well, See, he lost me on that one. I don't, I don't really understand. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but I wonder why he would use that to get off and, and um, I don't know. Just, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't I think, know why he would use that. Well, Max, I think explain what happened right after when well, he left the podium. I would say, hold on, I, I, we got David's ready to talk about this too. I got to say, I think when he says scheme, he's referring to what everyone knows is different between the two quarterbacks and how you can play differently, I would think. David, what's your take on this? Well, number one, I believe, and I'm in the media, but I'm also a former college coach, and I believe that the media, especially in four markets, New York, Chicago, Boston, and Philadelphia, feels like they're entitled to answers. And if Matt doesn't want to answer, my problem with Matt was I would have started the kid from day one. That's number one. Number two, why are you sending a PR guy back in to answer the – oh, by the way, here's what Matt really meant because he realized he didn't answer it properly. He should have gone to the podium and said, that's a decision I'll announce at the appropriate time. Next. Well, Matt, is that sk- – it's – my decision. I'm the head football coach, and when I have all the medicals, I'll answer that decision the way I think it's best for the Chicago Bears. Now, Again, I'm a media guy, but I think the media is entitled far too often. See, Dave, and then if he answers it like you just said, then you on your show and all the little Chicago Tribunes and Times or whatever newspapers, they'll be beating him up and talking about he too he's too aggressive. So – he answered it the best way he felt at that time, and then he goes and he sends the PR guy back in because clearly, like you said, it wasn't defined. It wasn't clear. It wasn't a clear message, so the PR guy did his job by going back in and addressing the question the proper but, but way. But Jay has a beef here. What's your beef, Jay? Well, why, why send the PR guy back in? Like, I understand that Matt Nagy's being paid to coach and to figure out to find answers on the field cap. But it seems like when he opens his mouth in front of a microphone, he's constantly putting his foot in his mouth. And it feels like it's, it's been this way for a while. So, like, my, if, if you are a coach, and one of the things I've learned from being around great coaches is you start preparing for those moments. So if less is more, then come in with that strategy. This is what I'm going to say, and this is how I'm going to say it. And be a Bill Belichick. Like, don't be on the fence back and forth. I, I, I don't understand why he chooses to do these little things that make you question him even more. I don't disagree with you at all, Jay. I don't. My biggest problem with Matt is, okay, you're telling me that Justin Fields is ready. The, uh, the offensive coordinator last week, what does – I asked this question. What does Andy Dalton do right now that Justin Fields can't do? And the answer was – Nothing. So if that's the case, why is he not playing? And if he's not playing because he's not ready, then why is he the number two? 
If you're telling me he's not ready, Nick Foles is a professional quarterback. And, again, I would start Justin Fields. I would have started him from day one because this team's not winning the Super Bowl. I'd rather grow with this kid. My biggest problem with Matt is, okay, he's your number two. How come you never move the pocket on Sunday? Why did you not have a package of plays? Hey, man, if Andy goes down, it is the National Football League. You're one hit away. We've got to be able to move the pocket. We don't have the greatest offensive line. They actually, all five guys played 100% of the snaps on Sunday. So why were you not able to move the pocket and take advantage of Justin's skill set? Because you weren't ready for it. And that's what bothers me. Dave Kaplan, Coastal Cap, and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Um, how do, Dave, how do the people in Chicago truly feel about Andy Dalton being the starting quarterback? How do they feel? They don't like it. Now, look, Andy's a better player than Mitchell Trubisky. Mitch worked hard. He's a great kid. It just didn't work out. And there's a, a narrative out there now that maybe it was more Matt than Mitch. I'm not sure I'm going to buy into that. It just didn't work for whatever reason. I hope Mitch goes on to a great career somewhere else. Andy Dalton immediately, as soon as he said, this guy's terrible, why are we signing him? We didn't have Justin Fields at that time. So everyone wants to see this kid play. If he's ready, put him out there. If he's not ready, then that's fine. Then don't play him. But this is not a Super Bowl team. I'd rather he use this season to learn on the job so at the end of the year, you could say we got that right or I got big concerns we might have missed again. Dave, you got to know. But, Dave, what what if you put him out there and he's now all of a sudden he's damaged, right, for the future? Like he, it, it's just too fast for him. It didn't slow down as, as, as quickly as you would have hoped. And he becomes David Carr, so to speak, or he becomes – Tim Couch, oh so to speak, goodness. or See, something along those if lines. If you're truly a winner, if you're truly an elite player, you don't get damaged. Peyton Manning went 2-14, and 14, so did Troy Aikman. You don't David, get damaged. When to, Keyshawn Johnson went number one, I don't care if you went hey, I went 1-15. and 15. You didn't, Hey, balls. look, hey, Dave, you didn't mention my record. I went 1-15. and 15. <laughs> So... <laughs> But it didn't damage you. Oh, no. He's John Johnson. Yeah, I'm built different, man. David, I I hear what you're saying about if he's truly elite. But let's say, and Justin Fields might be, but let's say he's not quite Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. He's just potentially a really good quarterback. Guys like that, like situation really does matter. Experience really does matter. Development, all those things. And I wonder, my sense of this is Matt Nagy is trying to do what's right in the long term. So he can't tell the media the truth because the truth is, of course, Justin Fields gives him a better chance to win. That's why you hear the double talk, right? But but I, he's getting a lot of criticism for it as though, doesn't he know his job is on the line? David, to me, that that's praiseworthy of a coach who, even though his job is on the line, is trying to do what's right and be patient in the jo- long what run. What is his job on the line, David? That, oh, that, that's a good is question. His job that's a better line. question, yeah. Is it yeah, I don't. Believe I don't believe his job is on the line now. That's why you can do this. Turns into a Mark Tressman situation where we lost the locker room and it was just a train wreck. Then that's a different story. But I've talked to guys in that room. They feel like they like playing for this dude. They feel like they have a really good culture up there. They just got to get better 
and keep adding talent. So if that's the case, maybe George McCaskey has already told Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, guys, develop that kid. You're not going anywhere. But, but, but Cap, I, I just my, – my frustration lies with why do we treat Justin Fields like he's a baby? Right, it's like well, we don't, we don't want him to get hurt. Well, okay, well, Zach Wilson's playing. I understand different situations. Mac Jones is playing. Justin Herbert played last year after Tyrell Taylor got hurt. Like nobody was worried it's about. Not, it's not the injury part of it that we speak to, Jay. It's the the mental part of when you have when you the surroundings for a young quarterback is very important. You can't throw a young quarterback in there without the culture of everything being right for a young quarterback. Do I think he should play? Absolutely. But the coaches have more intel about where he's at than we do. But maybe the quarterback is the one that sets the tone for the culture. And I understand what you're saying, but not everything works. It has to be perfectly perfect in order for a player to play. Of course, the perfect is the enemy of the good. But, David, it does seem to me that what Key is saying is right, that the decision's been made that as much time as you can buy for this kid is good. You're going to have to put him in maybe sooner than later, but if you can buy him a little more time, it's to the betterment of the team. And in my view, that's why Nagy can't be straightforward. He can't just tell the truth. Is, then he, then do you he think that's true be, or not? That definitely could be true. And I like Matt very much. I think he's a really good dude, and I think he's truly trying to do what's best long-term for the kid and the franchise, his job security be damned. But he needs to go to that podium, and he needs to, what I call, tune out the matote. The matote is the thousand voices in your head out there that, oh, you shouldn't do this. You better do this. No. Go to the podium and say, hey, Brad Biggs of the Tribune, I'm not answering that question. Next. Coach, is he Andy Dalton? I'm not answering it. Next. If you guys and gals want to talk about something else, Fire away. I'm not talking about the quarterback. Am I clear? Dave, but he doesn't do that. Be demonstrative. But, but, Dave, is that ever been his personality? That's not – you're not dealing with Dave Wanstead. And, and as you mentioned, Mark Tressman, I got chills all over my body for you because I feel your pain. You mentioned Mark Tressman. I was like, damn, I forgot he coached the Bears. They ain't won in a long damn time. Long but, time. you know – it, it's and doesn't that Kaplan. add to the pressure with Fields talking to David Kaplan, uh, co-host of Cap and J Hood, seven ten a.m. Uh, uh, seven to ten a.m. Central Time on ESPN one thousand Chicago. Um, David, doesn't that add to the pressure? This this Super Bowl starved fan base, loyal football fan base, eighty five beer. It's been so long, and they've never had a good quarterback. They got to get this right, right? They have to get Justin Fields right. They can't screw it up. Correct. So why doesn't Matt go to the podium and rev? He's such a nice man. Say, look, there hadn't been a quarterback here in 71 years. No disrespect to anyone that played the position. That's when Sid Luckman retired 71 years ago. And my job is to make sure this kid is who we all want him to be. Period. And, Cap- and that's what my charge is, and that's what I'm you got to hire you to do PR. And that's what the coaches are. They're CEOs, right? The way you handle people internally is also the way you get judged when you handle the media. Cap- I guess my question to you is, if he is the guy, if he does have job security, I'm asking you, Kaplan, a guy who's been around that city for a long time, you know the nuances of it, the people of the city of Chicago. Is he the answer to take the Bears back to being a contender for the Super Bowl? 
I'm not sure about that. I don't like the offensive scheme. I don't like the fact that Justin Fields is put into the game, yet you never move the pocket. Like There are things I just watch, and I sit and watch the game. I do a football show on NBC with Olin Krutz, Alex Brown, and Lance Briggs. And I listen to these dudes that give unbelievable insight, and we ask the same question, like, what are we doing here? Like, why are you not taking advantage of his skill set? If he's your number two quarterback, how do you not have him ready to go instead of just sitting him in the pocket where he can get killed? Because we're not that good a team. So those are my concerns to your question. David Kaplan, appreciate you jumping on with us, brother. Cap, get ready for basketball season. We're coming, baby. Get ready for the Bulls. We're coming this year. Here we go, baby. That's right. We're going to be way better, way better. I agree. I think the Bulls are going to make. By the some way, who told year. you guys? Thanks, David. Appreciate Tony it. Tony was going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, the Packers' big adjustment that led to a win on Monday night. Key is going to tell you what that was coming up in a matter of oh. moments. That's right. You can't oh. touch that dial because mm. Key's going to be all over this. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Back after this. 